refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It's always my pleasure to welcome Natalie Ebrell, our resident baby whisperer, back to The Juice. How are you today, lovely? I'm fantastic, thanks, Lou. That's great. Now, today we're talking about play to earn sleep. Now, it's an interesting concept and one that you have introduced me to, and I absolutely love it. It makes complete sense because I know that we are very focused on the sleep part, uh, but maybe we need to put a little bit of thought into setting our babies up for sleep and earning sleep. So I'm excited to dive into this with you today. So uh, yeah, let's talk about play. Fantastic. And as you know, with all of our segments, we're concentrating on the secrets of sleep and creating sleep. Yes. And my focus is very much on the preparation for sleep and taking the pressure off sleep. So I'm excited about sharing all these golden nuggets today. Yes, I'm excited too. (laughs) (laughs) So the the first thing we want to concentrate on is the fact that children learn through play. Mm. Play is an essential part of of them learning and so it's very much about the mental and the physical stimulation of play it's not about what toys you buy your child right so our focus today is definitely going to be on how can i naturally stimulate my child through play how can i go back to how it was when we were children and keep everything simple Mm. and just help my child develop and learn and explore their world through play because play is about bonding, it's about teaching them things, it's about sharing, it's about learning and exploring their world and it's just such an exciting developmental stage but I want to take all the focus off toys and equipment. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, because I I do know that, um, you know, kids of today have an overflowing uh, playroom with filled with toys that, uh, you know, and we've we've all experienced it, uh, is that we buy Mm -hmm. them the latest gadget for Christmas and uh, come January, they're going, I have nothing to play with. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And part of the reason for that is a similar example to myself walking into Bunnings and being asked to buy a white paint because I'm getting my house ready mm-hmm. for rental at the moment. So it, go to Bunnings and buy a white paint and you go to Bunnings and you get that simple and then there's a wall of white paint. There's a thousand white paint. So it's... how do I keep a white paint when I've got a thousand in front of me? And you feel anxious and overwhelmed about it. Absolutely. I've had exactly the same experience only in the last two weeks. I'm laughing away here. Um, And look, luckily for me, I have um, fabulous interior designers on the show, uh, Court and Riss from uh, Burn and Blanc Interiors, and I rang them and I went, I've got to buy white paint, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So when we have our uh, a playroom for our children to play in. And I hear many parents planning this amazing playroom with all the toys set out for their children. I actually come in and be a bit of a party pooper and say, well, you know what? You don't need a playroom. You Mm. can pack that all up and turn it into a media room or a spare room or a sewing room or something else because if your child is confronted with a room full of toys, 
it's the same as us being confronted by a wall of white paint. Oh, so what a perfect analogy. I love that. Yeah. They feel overwhelmed and they're more likely to be bored and want to then whinge at you. Yeah. So there's a magic number of tweets that a child can choose from and that number is four. Right. For newborns to four-year-olds, they can only they can only survive, if you like, or thrive in a challenging environment of picking from one of four toys. So a simple tip I give to parents is to pack up all the toys in the toy room into appropriate toy boxes and then just give the child four options for the whole week and keep them separate in the play area, like the lounge room or wherever you are and wherever they play with those toys. Mm. And then once a week, alternate them with four different ones in the toy box. Love it. That's perfect. It's like a a play library and then the child will forget the other toys they even have and they'll just have these simple toys and then they'll play with them and then it's only four toys to pack up at the end of the day, not 144. And then the lounge room becomes yours again. In the night time, you feel relaxed and you have your couple partner in your time and then the next morning the four toys come out again. Love it. That's perfect, yeah. (laughs) we're going to get off toys now because we're going to get into the, the chunky stuff about how to help your child play to earn this week naturally. Perfect. Okay. All right. So developmental stage number one is tummy time. And tummy time is a beautiful time for play that earns sleep. Tummy time is really important for eyesight development, for brain development. When your child is lying on their tummy and looking around the room, it's a completely different outlook to when they're lying on their back looking at the ceiling. Mm. So that's their eyesight and their brain. It also helps them judge distances and it helps with balance and coordination because they have to actually hold themselves on their tummy and supported by their arms. So it's muscle strength in upper and lower body. It's core development. They've got to hold their head up and that makes their neck strong and that also improves their head lag. So head lag is when you have a baby go from their back and you pull them up by the arms to a sitting position. Then we need them to look to not have their head lag behind by approximately the age of 12 weeks. So tummy time when they're holding their head up encourages a strong neck that then delays or improves, if you like, their head lag. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, and tummy time then encourages rolling and it's perfect exercise. It's active play for your little baby that improves speed and sleep. Right. Like it. So yeah. Tummy time, tummy time, tummy time in every uptime from birth. Mm. Every uptime all day from birth. Push the tummy time. Like it. I really like that. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Now the next step is rolling. And rolling is so fun. Rolling develops from tummy time. So the muscles used in tummy time encourage the baby to start then reaching for toys and exploring things in front of them and looking around the room as the brain develops and then they start rolling in about from tummy to back and back to tummy. When the baby can roll both ways, tummy to back and back to tummy, they will then lose their startle reflex. And that is the time that a baby can go from being wrapped to just in a sleeping bag with free arms. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that's the perfect time. When parents say to me, when do I drop the wrap and go to a sleeping bag? It's when your baby starts rolling both ways and, of course, the it becomes a safe 
uh, strategy to seed prevention as well yeah. because when they start rolling, they don't want them wrapped and rolling in bed. So when you find your baby rolled over on their tummy in bed with the wrap on, then you say, okay, from now on, they're going to be in a sleeping bag with free arms. Yeah. And if the baby struggles to sleep well because they're not wrapped, I have lots of strategies that I can help you know, the, the listeners with about how to help them yeah. stop settle with the arms free from their sleeping bag. Right. So rolling also prepares the baby for crawling and yes. it is active, active play. So it's perfect for getting them tired and earning their sleep. Yes. Yeah, yeah I can imagine that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, and the next developmental stage from, from rolling and helping the baby learn to... Um, develop all of those beautiful muscles in their arms and the legs and their core will be the sitting phase. Yeah. And the sitting phase is absolutely crucial for core muscle development. So when when they're initially you would encourage the baby around the four to six months mark, sitting supported between your legs on the floor while you're playing together. And you would naturally have one hand around their tummy and they would just have a change of scenery in sitting up and getting that spatial awareness and developing their core muscles and their balance so that they can sit independently around the age of six to seven months right. on average. Yeah. yeah, okay. So you, you sit with them independently when they've had enough and they're whinging on the floor and they're not hungry but they're still awake and they just want to change the scenery. And then over time, in, the, in over a month or so, they'll then learn to keep their own balance and they'll be able to sit independently. And so that will encourage Again, a different perspective on the world, a different independent play opportunity. It will also then encourage them to start launching forward and encourage crawling. Yes. And it, and it will just be this exciting playtime, but not active playtime. Right. So the one thing you need to keep in mind with, with sitting is that the child will be not, they'll be sitting still. They won't be actually crawling or rolling around the house. So we want to limit the seating to about five to ten minutes and then encourage the baby to go back on the floor and have some more rolling time because right. the rolling and getting ready for crawling the tummy time is the active play and seating is very much quiet play. Yes, understand, yes. yeah. So we want to limit that time that we want to engage it as the perfect opportunity for changing scenery and helping the mm-hmm. Yes, all making sense, Natalie. <laughs> Very good. And it's all natural. It's what your baby needs to do. Yeah. All right. So the next stage, the exciting stage, is crawling. Yes. And crawling, I love telling parents about crawling because the coordinated action of your baby crawling with one one side coordinated with the other side connects neural pathways between the left and the right side of the brain. Yes. So the baby becomes coordinated. Mm. And then we can wear them out with sports. Yeah. <laughs> because they'll be able to actually kick something and hit something and then we can get them worn out to sleep with sport. But crawling is so uh, every time you see your baby crawling left side, right side, left side, right side, it's almost like there's these little pinball machine sparkling lights going off, ping, 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 ping as all these neural pathways connect and, yes. are just, and they're smiling and happy and excited to be on the move and I'm just looking out and going, oh, my God, that little brain is going ding, 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 ding. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I get really excited about crawling. 
And curling also helps with their gross motor skills and, again, upper body strength, lower body strength, core muscle development and exercise. So curling is a fantastic active play that earns sleep. And also, around the curling stage, this is also really exciting for those mums whose babies are going through the age of distraction where in the daytime they can't see when other people are around or the fans on or there's a tree blowing outside the window, suddenly everything happening in the room is too distracting. Then once the baby starts to crawl, they are so worn out, they will feed under any condition. So <laughs> That's what we want. Yes. That's the magic Absolutely. Source. And no more going into the dark bedroom to hide to feed the baby or feeling like you can't feed them if you go out because once they're crawling, they will just be hungry and feed it to me anyway. I remember sitting down at Nuri with the bars with my feet in the water and my my four-year-old and my two-year-old playing in my third one, breastfeeding with salt water everywhere. She didn't care. She was like, I'm hungry. Give it to me. Um, I don't care what's going on. Who's here? It was like five o'clock in the afternoon and we were just out wearing out the kids. And yeah, she, I thought, oh, she won't want it because I'm more salty. No, no, she was really happy because I'm hungry. So <laughs> yes, the crawling phase is very, very important. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the last stage is then the crawling develops the inclination and the desire to then want to pull themselves to standing and cruise along the furniture yes. and then proceed to walking. And, of course, that all needs the beautiful core muscle, upper body strength, lower body strength for that baby to then develop the 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 strength, the muscle strength and tone to pull themselves up to standing and that creates independence, that growth motor skills, that balance, coordination that leads to then climbing and 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 walking and running and, and you know, all those beautiful, beautiful developmental skills that then wear that child out, that expand their world and help then develop their brain and and they're great. Yeah, beautiful. I love yeah. all of that, Natalie. It's just absolute gold. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've picked up things again, and I think I say it every time you're on. I just wish that uh, I could go back and do it all again under your guidance um, because <laughs> I'm learning so much from these segments. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love sharing. I, I just love the little light bulb moments that my clients say, oh, my God, I didn't realise that. And it just gives them this whole new perspective on their baby's development and then it encourages them to be creative with their baby's playtime and help them in their sleep and it's all part of the puzzle. Absolutely. Natalie Ebrill, thank you once again for being our resident baby whisperer here on The Juice. Thank you. Thank you.